Hey guys, welcome to Make Money Count. It has been a very long time since I've been on the podcast. I personally thought that I was going to be replaced forever, but it sounds like that's not the case. So I am very excited to be here. Marcus is not in the in the uh, in the the podcast studio with me, but he is he is in a secret location um, uh, streaming live, which is exciting. Oh my god, you're so clear! I love this new software that Matt's got. Like you're like, yeah, like I can see right into those beautiful blue eyes of yours. I was actually saying to Matt that I look like a like a little bit of an uglier and like chubbier Steve Carell, maybe like in the office. Way just more handsome than Steve Carell. Yeah. Oh, no, seriously. You. Look at those piercing you. You blue eyes. Look at those baby blues. <laughs> Unstoppable. <laughs> oh, man. OK, well, I'm excited to be here. Like I said, today we are just going to talk a little bit about you know, um, I mean, we were we were speaking earlier. We were speaking yesterday, sorry, and we were chatting about how crazy it is that, um, you know, other mortgage agents, other mortgage brokerages, choose to send their files to us because of the complicated rate environment that we're in. I don't in. think it's that crazy. And anyways, I don't we think just it's that crazy. Of, I I don't think it's that crazy either. I just made it like I I was embellishing for the podcast. But uh, but it makes sense Listen, to me, you I, like, know, why they, why they do. But times get tough like this and underwriting gets more difficult to deal with. And, you know, customer files that should be approved easily start, you know, ha- like there's more questions around it. it it's going to take more to get a file done. Yeah. It's going to take more than just, you know throwing it into a lender and you can see it like we're in a cycle right and part of this cycle like as we head into a more recessionary environment is that banks tighten and when banks tighten they don't want to do business with just anybody they pick a few good brokerages that do a lot of business with them and they focus on working with them so that's why you're seeing right now a lot of mortgage brokers that either don't do a lot of business or maybe aren't as experienced are calling us to send us their files to work on for them. And we're getting them approved for them. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, um, I, I remember so much in the past speaking to people and, you know, and, and, and having like hearing that same old story, well, like you know, my cousin or my uncle just got a mortgage brokerage license, and they got everything figured out. You know, we appreciate it, and that's just not cutting it anymore. You know what I mean? It's not. It's not cutting it. This is a this is a worrying time for consumers, and it highlights mm-hmm. the importance of working with, you know, a broker or a lender you can you can trust and you can rely on. Um, mm-hmm. Because it's always going to be easy to get expensive private money. What's difficult mm-hmm. is to find that, to ensure that when you are doing a deal, you are getting the absolute lowest cost of capital. Not only that, sometimes it's more complicated, right? Sometimes getting the lowest cost of capital involves getting a deal and then moving into another deal, right? Like fixing up whatever's yeah. deficient in a file. And that's not. 
like that's not always the kind of uh, the deal that makes the most sense, let's say, for the mortgage broker, right? A mortgage broker mm-hmm. won't make as much money, you know, won't be as much to their benefit. And that's why you need to find a broker or a lender that you can trust and you can work with, right? Like I see mm-hmm. in our files right now, when I'm going through looking at what the offices are doing, I see so many files where we've got a borrower that we're giving a borrower 25, 50, 100, 200,000 bucks for a three to six month term to fix something that's deficient so that we can get them back in with an A lender. Nobody's doing that, right? Yeah. So many really, really complicated files where a person might own multiple properties and they've had a great relationship with their bank for a long time. And now they're finding out that that relationship Maybe it wasn't as strong as they thought it was. And, you know, right. I, I sent an article to Matt earlier uh, that CIBC has increased um, their uh, provision for credit losses and it's affecting their profitability. Here's why it's going to get more difficult to do a mortgage in Canada. And here's why you're going to start getting more phone calls from other mortgage brokers or what's even worse is like when you get a call from a client who kind of thought that they had it all nailed in and it wasn't mm-hmm. all nailed in. And here's yes. why the banks are starting to come out with their quarterly earnings numbers. CIBC had just reported and they're down like, you know, $300 million over last year's quarter. Okay. It's like 20% drop yeah. in profitability. Yeah. So, And the reason for that is their provision for credit losses. So they're saying to the market, we're really concerned about the quality of the loans in our book. And we believe we're going to see losses. When that starts happening, their origination slows down because heads are going to start to roll, right? Like, oh, who is responsible for putting those loans on our book that are now in default that we now have to affect how we report to our shareholders, right? Like make no mistake. There's nothing more important to the chairman and CEO and C-suite executives at any bank than what they have to say to their shareholders and CIBC coming up, coming out and saying, we're going to be down 20% year over year in our profitability because we have a bunch of bad loans on our books. That's, that's telling the market something and Mm -hmm. every kind of stakeholder Every single person is a stakeholder with, or within the Canadian bank's ecosystem, right? Whether they have your savings or your borrowing or you're a shareholder or like us, you send them business. These are all stakeholders. And any time that the bank reports their, any bank reports their quarterly numbers, everybody should be interested because it's going to affect how they deal with us. And I can tell you from connects perspective right now it means two things number one underwriting is going to get tougher and if you have a great relationship with the bank now is when it's worth it and i can tell you number two is going to be there's going to be a lot more clients looking for private money because they're finding themselves displaced now within the banking ecosystem Anyways, um, that's like, Justin, like w- when you call me and you're like, man, we're getting a lot of files from mortgage brokers. 
Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, um, it's very similar to the situation when, like right now, there's not a lot of mix lending money. Because right. a lot of yeah. them got burnt by overlending when property values were 15% higher than what they are right now. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's the t- when the tide goes out, you figure out who's wearing a bathing suit. That's what, like, not what they say. Matt, what's, what do they say? What is that weird saying? <laughs> That's really funny. I've never heard that before. Yeah, like when the tide goes out, you or maybe when the tide comes in, you find out who can swim. I don't know. Regardless, I like the bathing suit one way better. Regardless, sure. Like it happened in the lending space where now we're able to lend money because we were lending prudently over the last whatever ten years, and now it's happening in the mortgage broker space because deals are becoming more complicated. And because those deals are more complicated, fewer people at the banks are going to approve them and fewer brokers can carry them into the banks to get those approvals. I mean, yeah, like, listen, the the other thing that I think about often, too, is that, you know, brokers will usually just travel down the path of least resistance. You were mentioning earlier about like, <clears throat> you know, we've been doing a lot of, you know, fixing up a situation lately, giving people 20, 30, 40, 50, you know, 100 grand. Um, you know, cheap to fix their situation for a short term, you know, so that we can, uh, we can get them, you know, on a better path. Most brokers don't think like that. Like most brokers and agents don't think like that. They just look at the deal and they're like, well, I can't figure it out. This doesn't work to me. So, you know, they need an outside person to, to take a look at it. Right. And, you know, um, sometimes it's hard for the clients to see that too, just because, you know, when we offer these solutions, they don't realize that, you know, they got to walk up the hill to get to the top of the hill, right? Like it, you know, it might be a little bit, you know, a different approach. Do you have any advice? Like when you have clients calling you now to work through a deal and it's complicated, like what's the, what's the first bit of advice you would hand somebody, right? Like people are seeing, people are like a lot of the people that I can see that are coming to us have been declined now and they think that they mm-hmm. shouldn't have been declined. Like, how do you handle that? I mean, that's been happening for centuries just because, you know, depending on the borrower, you know, they usually think a little bit different of how the, than how the actual mortgage industry works. Right. Um, but I, I usually just tell clients like, just, you know what I mean? Let, let me take a look at your file. We have one of the best underwriting teams out there. Right. Let me look at your file. Let me take a look over it. I'll show you why maybe you were declined at your bank. And in the same breath, I'll show you exactly how that, how we can, you know, kind of, kind of get this done for you. It's funny. I think that like one of the hurdles that we have to deal with is always going to be trust. Right. right? Yes, exactly. It's because these poor clients have like, they, and again, I think like it comes back to like how good natured Canadians are, right? Like they put their trust into their bank. I don't know whether this will ever change. One of the biggest barriers we're always going to have when we're dealing with our with clients is to rebuild trust mm-hmm. because I don't know whether it's a Canadian thing, right? Like we're very kind of trusting um, and good natured. So. Canadians will start working with a bank and they'll find out that like they can't get what they want done. Right. Uh, what they, 
what they thought that they could get done, what makes sense. Yeah. They should be able to get done. Mm -hmm. And then they'll come to us. Mm -hmm. And the first hurdle is always like, well, how are you going to be able to help me when my bank wasn't able to help? Right. Right. What are you going to be able to do? What are you going to be able to do for me? And I think that the, like the first thing that we need to be able to convey to them is that their bank isn't built to solve their problems. Their bank is built to solve the bank's problems. The bank's problem right now is that they can't lose money on, on loans that go bad or else they're going to have hell to pay. And the people within the bank are all behaving like that right now. So, and it's going to get worse, right? Like, Mm -hmm. like, so I think that if, the the better we can convey that to clients and we're not gonna be able to service everybody that is now feeling that their bank has turned their back on them. So find a good mortgage broker. If it's a mm-hmm. mortgage broker that's attached to a lender, like connect mm-hmm. is right. Like a vertically integrated platform where we can source low cost capital to help clients in short periods of time then you are off to the races, right? Like you're going to mm-hmm. get what you need out of connect or out of a similar um, organization. Yeah. When it, like when it comes to that particular thing, you know, I always tell my clients when you go to your bank, you, you are a person, you're going to one place, you're going to your bank. That bank has a particularly sized box. It has a particular box that you need to fit in. And if you don't fit inside that box, then then you're you're screwed, right? And in this market, people's you know rates are getting bigger or higher. Rates are getting higher. People's problems are getting bigger, and less and less people are fitting in that box, right? The box isn't getting any roomier. I think I said this to you earlier. The box isn't getting roomier at the bank, right? So you know, um, going to someone who has every sized box you can imagine. You know, that's how you're going to get your problem solved.